<laughs> Is there anything you want to talk about this week? Basically, I'm talking to Ian or Jared. What do you got on here? You got the Karen Pence thing. You got... Oh, I got a hot take on Giuliani. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's so bad. The only thing I that piqued my interest that I was going to bring up, and again, I don't have a lot on it, is... Uh, did you hear about the guy that Russia just threw in jail, the American, saying that he was a spy? Yes. In in retaliation against that Maria Bettino thing? Yes. Right. Like, that must be horrible for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that, I mean, when I was reading that story, like, again, so many things about it. I mean, and not even in the details, but, like, just scream nonsense. They're like, we walked into his hotel room and caught him red-handed. No, you didn't. <laughs> no one even says that. Like, that, that can't be a sentence that you can utter. We caught him red-handed. <laughs> what was he doing that was obvious spying? <laughs> he had his he had his screen up and he was going, enhance, enhance. <laughs> I'd love to know what is going on in that country, too. Did you see him in court? Who? The guy. They put they brought him in the court today or yesterday. They put you oh, in a no. glass box. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want a glass court box. It sounds amazing. No, it's not, because he had to keep leaning against the glass to hear his lawyer. Like, they don't even have a speaker system in it. All right, that was the only thing that I was thinking about. Yeah, sucks to be that guy. I mean, bad time to be visiting Russia. Seriously. Welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, January 22nd, 2019. Speaking of the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, I don't know if you took the opportunity to go to SoaringEaglesOfFreedom.com, but there is a crappy website up there now (laughs) that directly links you to our podcast. And uh, I don't know exactly what I want to do with it at this point, so if you have any suggestions, let me know. Um, I was going to create a separate Twitter account and like follow Trump and no one else, and do I don't I don't know where I was going with that, but uh, I haven't got around to it yet. That is a fucking mouthful to type in. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. Yep. But I love it. <laughs> in any case, my name is Ray, and along with me are I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and give our opinions from a secular point of view. If you want to join in, you can go to facebook.com slash profanearg or tweet us at profanearg. Or you could join us on Patreon, become a patron of the show for a monthly donation. You can then join us live on Discord when we record Tuesday nights around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can do that by going to the webpage profaneargument.com and click become a patron uh this week on the show hey, we- wait before yes. you get started <laughs> where can we start posting this sorry eagles of freedom so idiots click on it <laughs> thinking it's some kind of pro trump thing and start because i'm looking at it like you don't give any idea of what what's going on here no i really don't yeah. i mean the about the about us there's a little bit that is awesome it's so vague it is very well, vague, I mean, yeah. You can head straight into the, the troll cave by going to the Donald on the subreddit. I think it's still active. I haven't wandered in there in a while. 
Yeah, I don't I don't really have any other suggestions. I'm sure there are places some people on Twitter you could hit up or some subreddits, but I don't know. All right. Be creative. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, this week on the show, of course, we will need to talk about the Covington Catholic controversy. And I also want to mention Giuliani and his master plan, or lack thereof. But first, some follow-up. This is, I mean, we didn't talk about this story before, but it's, I put it in follow-up because it involves a faith healer, uh, some mm. faith healers. Um, these people are followers of Christ Church in Canyon County in Idaho, I believe. Oh, well, this believe is the stronghold Idaho. of uh, this group. Yeah. Yes. And it is in Idaho. It hit the news because, the, well, this is on the Friendly Atheist webpage, hit my news feed because Sarah Kester... She is the wife of a man who has already pleaded guilty to a uh, charge of felony injury to child as well as uh, child molestation and if something a uh, child younger than the age of 16, multiple counts. He, he faces up to life imprisonment. She has been charged as well now because she knew it was going on and did not alert the authorities. Mm. And the article goes into a little bit of why. And as it turns out, the faith healers not only don't want to go to the hospital and get a blood transfusion because they think if you're if God wants you to die, you should just die, I guess. But she also uh, well, not just her, but they also believe that uh, if you can keep things private, that you shouldn't share it with the local sheriff's office. Mm. So she has been charged and she, what was it? it? They called an Alfred plea. So she did not acknowledge guilt, but acknowledged that there was enough evidence to convict her. Mm. No contest, basically. It varies by state, so. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Similar to a no contest. So, and just because I found it amusing, the guy, her husband, his name, he's 48. His name is Lester Kester. So he's. <laughs> oh, my he's, God. Lester Kester, the molester. The molester. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is gross. <laughs> oh, wait. I missed something. He was molesting kids? Yes. He was molesting kids. Sorry. I had a massive sneezing fit that you didn't hear. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, how did you miss that? But okay. That would be why. <laughs> so, yeah. He's been, uh, yes. Multiple kids. What is it? Five kids over the course of 17 years or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, she like she attempted to protect the children through praying for the demon to leave her husband. I am <laughs> attempting to keep him busy with other tasks because she can't involve police departments or doctors or anybody else. So, wait a minute, that makes yeah. no fucking sense. <laughs> to you and I, me, it doesn't. Right, well, okay, I understand the faith healing part—that God will heal you, and if you were going to die, God wanted you to die. Did God want the children to be molested as well? Well, that was the devil. It was the demon that was in her husband. But God was allowing that. Yeah, th God's a douche, turns out. <laughs> but so what is the privacy? So that's part of the religion, too? Like, we don't involve cops in crimes? Right. Wow, that's convenient for that faith-healing part of their religion as well. Yeah. <laughs> mm. So I think the key mm. is that people have, you know, the, the ability to choose as to whether or not they're going to follow god's commandments so she thought that there was a demon in her husband and the demon wouldn't leave him alone and was doing this so she was trying to pray away the demon and trying to give him chores to keep him away from kids instead of 
actually dealing with the problem. Mm. That's a, a new type of faith healing that um, we don't typically hear about. Usually it's about, you know, not taking your kids to the doctor. This is a whole other level. Well, thank thank God they got them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. I, yeah. It's just, I'm so always shocked when we hear a story but like this. Mm. Mm. So moving along, I want to mention the transgender military ban that is back mm. in effect. I bring this up. Uh, it was brought up on the Facebook page. And I think it was Dustin that brought it up, and he said he, he said he hadn't read it, but uh, he was like, is this a 7 to 2 effect? And uh, so as it turns out, no. Uh, it was an unsigned order that was 5 to 4, and the Supreme Court actually didn't take a stance on it at all as far as the legality of the ban. But they what they said was that the lower court's injunction that stopped the ban from being put into place was lifted. So while they're still talking about it and going over the case, the ban can go into effect, thus affecting people while it's still being determined as to whether or not it's legal. Hmm. But the Supreme Court is not ruling on the case. That's a lower court, right? Yeah, it's uh, while lower courts hear additional arguments. So there's a lower court that is hearing arguments about the constitutionality of the ban, but in the meantime, the ban can go into effect. Right. Okay. Which, it just seems completely backwards. Well, 5-4, not a surprise. As soon as the case gets to them in total, they will say, oh, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. Gay people, they're out too. Yeah. We know that's coming if, they, if it gets to them. There's good old Donald fighting for all the LGBTQ <laughs> people. Yeah. He did. I mean, during the campaign, he completely came out and said that he would be fighting for them. And, I mean, if you ever thought that he didn't lie about stuff. This is absolute proof. Mm. I mean, I have a hard time imagining there are many LBGTQ community members going, yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump because he's going to back me. And well, funny you should say that because Jake Tapper brought out a whole bunch of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Obviously, the biggest one being Caitlyn Jenner. Mm, Sure. I thought she changed her tune. She did, but she was one of the people that came out for him because of what he said. And the fact that he let her use the girl's bathroom at Trump Tower. <laughs> and then there was another one who spoke at the RNC, but I forget his name. So, there. I mean, like, again, Caitlyn Jenner, I, I don't consider a brain trust of any magnitude. <laughs> so, but I guess other trans people look up to her. Well, yeah, she, she has fame. Yeah, I was going to say, she does have a lot of gold medals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't she also run over somebody and kill them and get away with it? <laughs> there was yeah. a South Park episode about it, so I have to imagine there Assume, was some yeah. truth in that. <laughs> Buck, buckle up, buckaroo, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in any case, just thought I'd mention it. Also in the news, uh, people are talking about Karen Pence and the fact that she's working at a school that bans LGBTQ employees and kids. Nobody should be surprised by this. I don't know right. why it's in the news. Because <laughs> no. they're not even trying to hide it, I guess. They're just like, yep, this is it. Well, yeah. <laughs> I. It's Pence. What? Yeah, I, I, this is completely obvious to me. I don't, I don't understand why people are suddenly upset. I guess people didn't know. People didn't know that that's where Pence and and his family, you know, are coming from. I mean, I guess maybe that's true. Yeah, I mean, like we're a little bit more, you know, dialed into this shit. You know, Mother seems like such a nice lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so disturbing. 
So I was trying to remember. I thought there was another piece of this uh, that I wanted to mention, but the only piece that's coming to mind is, so there's the Trevor Project, which is a a group dedicated to suicide prevention, specifically for LGBTQ community. Sure. And they sent 100 copies of the John Oliver Marlon (laughs) Bundo book, A Day in the Life of Marlon Bundo. They sent 100 copies to that school. In hopes to... Uh, Why, so s- they could burn them? Send a message. <laughs> mm. I mean, well, that's pretty much what's going to happen, right? They're going to be thrown away, but... Sure, but the proceeds to the, for the sales of the book go to supporting LGBTQ. Right. Things. So it was just like a um, large particular. charitable donation. Yeah. Now, do you, think, <laughs> do you think that Karen Pence, because apparently she was a teacher prior to all this, right? Yes. Was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get back into the teaching world. You know, do some good. And do you think she, like, specifically looked for a place that was like, well, I want a place that's going to really ban gay people and transgender people. And there's a bunch of other shit in there, too, right? You can't cohabitate. Right. No cohabitation. Yeah. and Or do you think that she just, like, really liked the school and it also happened to have this shit? Believe, uh, yeah, the couple's daughter, Charlotte Pence, attended the school. Okay, so, that's so okay, so it's not like she's like specifically trying to make a point by getting this job, but she also no. was like, "I don't have a problem with it." Oh, she pre—I just read this. She previously taught at that school for twelve years while her husband was in Congress. So there's a long-term relationship. God, could you imagine a night at the Pence household and how fucking Ugh. boring it would be? <laughs> <laughs> Say grace. Let's pray now. Just like, what do they what? do for fun? Gosh, golly, Mott. I wish you would stop <laughs> highlighting passages in my Bible. <laughs> like, can you just, I just imagine, like, dead silence and a clock ticking in another room that you just fucking cannot stop listening to. <laughs> it's really, it's this real, like, Fincher-esque kitchen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moral lessons for the children. Mm. Kneeling in the front of the class to make sure that your skirt is long enough. All those wonderful things. Just the blandest food you could imagine and just <laughs> no the spice. sounds of forks clinking against plates. <laughs> nice. So uh, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people that the school that, that she, like you said, has been a teacher at for quite a while. They require employment applications to, to be signed in an agreement that they don't engage in homosexual or lesbian sexual activity. Which that's a weird kind of redundant, but okay. Um, Or transgender identity, and it also asks the candidates to agree that marriage is between one man and one woman. Mm. Just signing up for employment. (laughs) I wonder how many kids go to this school. That's a good question. I don't know. Lots probably is the answer. A sad number. I was gonna say which, however many they can have, the Mm. maximum number. Ian, you should call him up, see if you can get uh, Owen in, uh, enrolled, <laughs> just, to see, just to see how much it is. Actually, just so we can get a copy of the uh, the application. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'm going to enroll my cat. Zoe, <laughs> you're, you're not a homosexual, are you? <laughs> Never gets a chance to find out, now does she? <laughs> all right. That's all I have about that story. So let's get into the meat of the week, or at least the weekend, the story that has been all over social media, and I can't get away from the Covington Catholic High School and their the the boys' interaction at uh, the Lincoln Memorial. So I don't know. I don't know anything about this. <laughs> I find that hard to believe, Jared. I swear to you. Okay, go on. I'm in, I'm intrigued now. <laughs> 
So the original, the where it came out, the vid, there was a video that came out that showed, I can't remember his name, Phillips? The Native American guy. I, can't, I don't have his name in front of me. But it showed a Native American doing a chant with a, the drum, doing a, you know, standard chant at the Lincoln Memorial, surrounded by these white high schoolers in MAGA hats. And they're, like, jumping up and down. And it, at first I'm like, so they're kind of cheering along with this chant and then quickly realize... Oh no! No, not at all. They're doing the uh, the a chant from like a Atlanta Braves game and doing the tomahawk chop, completely doing everything to mock Native American traditions. Um, and the one kid standing directly in his face, like inches away, and he's just got this shit-eating grin that makes you want to punch him. I don't know what you're talking about. That's clearly his de-escalation smirk. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what he came out and said later. So yeah. this blew up on social media, like literally, as opposed to a lot of the things that people say blew up on social media. This actually got tons of views and tons of comments of people criminalizing these kids for for being such little assholes. And then... Now, to, yeah, to, to be clear, throughout the entirety of this bit... They're little assholes. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so Nathan Phillips was the guy's name, uh, the Native American who was leading. I spent a little bit of time doing a little bit of research and find out exactly, all right, what caused this? Like, why Why are they even doing this chant here? What? Why are the kids there? Why are they all wearing MAGA hats? So what went down that day? In front of the Lincoln Memorial, there were, there were three d different groups. There was a small group of, and I've never heard of this before, black Hebrew Israelites. We'll get back to them in a minute. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there are like four guys there, black Hebrew Israelites. So apparently this is a group of uh, Christian, Judeo-Christian-minded black people who were really inciting people. Mm. They were there. They had. They were. They were protesting. Who knows what? But they were yelling at everybody. They were yelling at other Christian groups. They were yelling at these kids. They were making fun of the Native Americans. And like for the kids, they they were calling them uh, like MAGA faggots or. Oh, I like that one. Look at your <laughs> yeah, the dirty white crackers over there, and like just really trying to instigate something, right? So the kids who were there wearing their MAGA hats. They were there for an anti-choice march. They were there against abortion. Now, I don't know how many high schoolers, how <laughs> high school boys you know, who are fervently against abortion, but that's what they were there for. And they were pretty organized with all wearing similar stuff and with their all having the MAGA caps on. And so in my mind, that immediately tells me that there was some chaperoning who were encouraging the kids to... You know, to go to this march. So the, the kids pizza and baseball carts. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids were there, and with the the with the black Hebrew Israelites, when the, when they were yelling at them, the kids decided. Well, they went and apparently, they, according to them, one of them went to the chap one of the chaperones and said, "Hey, can we do some school chants to drown out these guys who were being rude to everyone?" And the chaperone was like, "Yeah, what could possibly go wrong with that?" So the kids started doing school chants to drown them out. So they were getting revved up and like the one kid ripped his shirt off and was waving it in the air and they were getting like, wow, he really likes going to that school. 
So they were really getting fired up. And then apparently the Native Americans who had just finished their their protest had saw these kids getting all riled up and they knew that this other group was there. So they went in and started doing this drum chant to simmer down the situation. This sounds so convoluted. Yeah, (laughs) it does sound like a bunch of malarkey on three different sides. Yeah. (laughs) So the kids then got... They they got in with with everything. They they got surrounded by these kids. The Native Americans got surrounded, and it ended up having this like standoff. They got filmed and got spread all over the place. So the question and the the Facebook arguments I've gotten into is: Are the kids the assholes? Are the kids <laughs> the ones who, or you know, who should be well blamed the yeah, way I they're think, being blamed on social media? That's where. The first logical flaw is as mm. though only one of these three groups can be the asshole. Right. Right. These are three groups from what I can hear that are all assholes. Man. I will put the Native Americans a little lower down on the list, but they're still assholes. Yeah. Because that's how you de-escalate something. You start <laughs> drumming in someone's face and drowning out everything they're saying. Agreed. That's the way to do it. And I have no reason now I while I don't suggest that the kids are innocent in any way, they are definitely the assholes in this situation, along with the esoteric group of four. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, there are components of his claim where I like I have if he says that he didn't, you know, encounter Mr. Phillips at any time and Mr. Phillips singled him out to have their their little face to face. That's possible. I wasn't there. I can't know. I know that that look on that kid's face is white privilege. I've baited you into something and now you look foolish. Cause I know that look well. Yeah. I've seen that look too many mm. times. I have read his statement so many times and it makes me so angry when I read the, the like three or four times that he needed. And oh, by he, I'm sorry. Can I, be- can I interrupt you real quick? Ian? What yes. is, what is the, what was the fallout after all of this? Nothing. Oh, it was social media fallout. Yeah, okay, so there's the kids no are kicked out of school. Here, He's not no, suing no anybody. In, no one was hurt. No one was any, in any peril. The okay. kid had to. The kid, again, let me be clear. The kid pictured in the picture from the Covington school had his parents had their lawyer put out a statement on behalf of this kid, which this kid put out. I made air mm. quotes that you couldn't see. Ooh. So that's the first one of the many tears of bullshit. And at any time... That this I'm reading this statement. It's yeah, we're just we're just an innocent group of kids that some adults were trying to rope into confrontation. We're just some kids that some adults were trying to rope into a bigger confrontation. I was like, so you guys were just there to see the monuments, and you just stumbled upon this, and you want to be validated and treated like adults unless you come into a confrontation with adults. Then you're just helpless kids. Where First of all, kids? if your parents have a lawyer on retainer that can come out and make a <laughs> statement on your behalf, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe – I've read the statement many times. I, I I can guarantee you he did not write that statement. No. And the question but, about whether or not the kids are to blame, I, I mean, it really – it comes down to – to me, it comes down to, I don't know, how – when does a cult member – Come be, become to blame for the activities of the cult because these right, that- these kids are all wearing MAGA hats. They're there to uh, protest abortion. They they also while there 
There's other videos around. They were yelling at other people before this instigation even began. They were yelling at girls. They, they were making a whole bunch of different people uncomfortable. They're being trained. They're being, I don't know, trained, brainwashed, whatever, to be who, who they are. Right. Or they just might what? not know. They may, it, it might be funny to them, but like. Sure. Well, what were they doing in Washington? Who decided that taking a bunch of uh, taking a, a bunch of high school boys to Washington D.C. that is an appropriate to to protest at, at an anti-abortion rally that is an appropriate thing for a bunch of high school kids to be doing. Boys, oh, that inappropriate. Now, don't get me wrong. High school boys is not where I'm going to go to get my information about <laughs> female reproductive rights. Sure, but to involve your Catholic students. In an anti-abortion protest at a high school age is incredibly appropriate. Oh, so they went to a Catholic high school. Yes. 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 Yeah. Wow. Boy, there's just more layers to this dip, huh? (laughs) Yes, this is. No, but that's my point, though. It's not appropriate. Woefully appropriate. It's the most appropriate. (laughs) In an inappropriate way. No, it's totally appropriate. (laughs) They don't handle themselves in an appropriate way, but you have to expose, you know, them to. That's how... Again, not that I'm in favor of it, but that's that's how you get them to be involved in things like the Blitz. And mm. they just happen to be on the wrong side, in my opinion. Right. Sure. What they're doing is correct. If you took a group of high school girls from some inner city school and took them to the Women's March, would you come on the show and be like, that is so inappropriate? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, fine. that's yeah, because you're, you're wrong. Right. All right. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's very appropriate. Sure. And it's distinctly appropriate if what you're doing is grooming them to be the next generation of bigoted assholes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's super important in a Catholic high school setting. But if your parents have a lawyer on retainer, you're probably going to grow up (laughs) being an asshole anyway. Right. right. Again, that's that's the only thing that I, I, I am baffled by this story is why it's an ongoing story. It is really just a distraction. Well, it is a distraction. No one got hurt. nothing, Nothing came of it. Like, <laughs> and, that, and that, Ray, is why I didn't know about the story, because I, in, earlier in the week, I saw something posted about MAGA hat kids versus Native American. Mm. And I see a, a video like that every week. And then the next day, I saw a video saying why the MAGA hat versus the, the kids or the Native American is not what you think it is. And I was like, I don't care. So I never watched it because, mm. like, I remember there's another one where, like, some, resisting. Some guy grabs a kid's MAGA hat and throws it across the room, and it was being used as, like, see, this kid's getting attacked for wearing a MAGA hat. And I watched that, and then, like, two weeks later, the full video comes out where the kid is mocking the guy for being black or something like that, and that's when he grabs it. So I was like, I don't know if this video's edited. I don't give a shit. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's, yeah, I guess. I mean, you also have to – when you do something like that, again, in there, the Covington Catholic kids – Pleas of innocence. Like, you can't, you don't throw on a MAGA hat casually. Right. Mm. It's not like I'm having a bad hair day and I've thrown on my hat. (laughs) Like, you have to understand the implications and you don't go to a protest wearing one of those and let, you know, that you're, you're saying something, even if you're not saying something when you put on that hat. You know, I'm not going to go to a Jay Z concert with, with a hat that has, uh, you know, the, the southern flag on it and be like why is everybody mad at me i just came for the tunes <laughs> i'm innocent like clearly i'm dumb and i deserve what i'm getting but uh yeah it, it's 
I'm I'm more impressed than anything by Jared's ability to resist that story. <laughs> I wanted to resist the story, but it seemed important, so I checked it out. Like it has to be real like political garbage for me not to click. Like today I saw a story where apparently Tommy Larum is engaging Cardi B in some sort of argument. Oh, now, and I was see, like, I no, got no, into no. that one. <laughs> Cardi see, B I looked at that and I was like, like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, there's no way that this story means anything. I'm not clicking on it, but I'm glad you did. Good job. Uh, <laughs> again, only because, uh, you know, I always find that these things can be skewed depending on what kind of editing you to do. But had it come up in one of the numerous political shows that I watch, I probably would have been more than like, okay, let me go watch this video, which I'm sure <laughs> if I watch the Young Turks uh, today, it'll probably be in there somewhere. Mm. So don't give me too much credit. Mm. Okay. But the Cardi B one? Oh, man. I, I took a deep dive into that one. <laughs> <laughs> Only because, you know, Tommy Lauren tried to mix it up with her. And then Cardi B's like, I'm going to walk you like a dog. And then she's like, you're just a straight up racist. And then Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez got into it with them and was like, when are people going to learn? Don't fuck with girls from the Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> and that was pretty much the, the mic drop and everybody stopped, I guess. <laughs> uh so the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and this uh, this was fact-checked on Snopes, and I have a link to the article there. These The Covington High School, a few years ago, the, the pictures came out, and this is not a one-off, apparently, but pictures came out of their, I don't know, cheering squad. They were playing basketball against another high school. Oh, I saw those pictures. And mm -hmm. the kids are all in black, including uh, black makeup, like some of them are have their shirts off and they have black makeup, black face, and they call it they're they doing a blackout to like you know it's like the whiteout or whatever to <laughs> it, to influence the other team. Now, unfortunately, so? the team that they were going up against was an all black high school, and now you've Oops. got a pretty much all white boy high school with black face on yelling at. <laughs> The black players on the other team. The picture that you have posted here is amazing. That kid looks so pissed. <laughs> but he's ignoring them. <laughs> and they defended this when this came out. The The Covington School defended it by saying, well, it's a blackout. And it's just, uh, you know, it's something that we do to encourage, uh, you know, sportsman contact. I'm sorry. Look at those kids. That, that's not sportsmanlike yeah. conduct. Where is this picture? Is it in the... Not to... It, it's in the, the so article. Snopes has it. Yeah. It is also uh, available on Discord. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Jeff just put it on. And if you look at these kids, they're not just like have some black on their face. They have on no. blackface. Their eyes and mouth, like the one kid clearly has like this big smile painted in or, you know, left white. It's it's blackface. There's there's no question about it. What is the significance of the hand gesture? I yeah. I'm not sure. The one kid on the left looks like he's doing the same hand gesture that the kids at the top picture are doing. I thought that was just a circle thing. Like, you looked at it, you know, that, that joke. <laughs> oh, if you look at the circle and you get punched? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know why they're all playing the circle game. Well, you know what they call these kids? This is a school full of peckerwoods. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, brave and if... It either, there's two sides of the story. Either they're too dumb and rich to realize that what they're doing could be unnerving to somebody else and possibly racist or they knew and they didn't care and otherwise they're assholes all around yeah. both this is not the same school that the, the boys took the class picture with the hitler salute is it 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. But boy, that would really be <laughs> coming that would nail it home, a bad right? week. <laughs> I would have to imagine that that would have come up by now. No, that happened in 2012. The blackface, the, the one that's on Snopes was in 2012. So it's not the same. Well, presumably it's not the same kids. Right. <laughs> so it's just an ongoing great tradition at that school. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. That is what happens when you attend Covington Christian in 93% white Covington, Kentucky. Yeah. Oh, so all these kids graduated and went into that uh, fraternity that on the bus they sang that song. Right. <laughs> and that kid was like really into it. It's probably that same kid on the left there. <laughs> Jeff, see if there's a connection. <laughs> so the Fact checker. And the one thing that I, I did want to mention and uh, Jeff mentioned on the Discord is that the only fallout from all of this is that these kids, at least the one, I, d I haven't read the article, but uh, yeah, they're going to the White House. Trump invited them. For real. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, no doubt. They're yeah. wearing MAGA hats. Is he, he's really trying to guarantee that he doesn't get reelected, right? <laughs> yeah, he realizes the mistake he made. <laughs> he just wants to get out. So, Jared, I did some research. Apparently, the circle game yes. is a white power hand signal. What? Oh, I've heard that before. Yeah. Really? I have never. Yep. I have never heard that claim until reading this article. Now, but before you read into my reaction, I have never done that stupid game to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> but I am still surprised that that has something to do with white power because. Well, because because the hand signal that I'm seeing not only is either a version of the circle game or it's a OK. It's kind of <laughs> like a that kind of. I don't know what this is. It's just uh, making a circle with your thumb and forefinger and then having your three fingers extended. I don't know. These white nationalists, they, they have all kinds of different codes and handshakes and call signs that you have to like somehow decode to figure out like the 14 words and they put 14 into things and shit like that. It's so confusing. <laughs> Why don't you just be like Steve King? And be right out with your fucking racism. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also worth noting, Steve King, big donator to this school. <laughs> So that is why they call it a dog whistle, because there's so many little secret things that most people don't catch, but the people who are white nationalists catch and they know, oh, wink, wink, nod, nod. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay, white power. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a stretch. And now because Trump does that dumb fucking hand gesture all the time, which he's been doing for 30 years. <laughs> he's been a racist for 30 years. <laughs> well, while that's true, I'm not sure that that hand signal is part of it, but. I'm on board. <laughs> I'm going to forward this picture to Q. <laughs> Find out the truth. Uh, so, in any case, I think that... It, does anybody have anything else about the Covington story? No. Have we done that? Okay. I, wanted, I wanted to link another story to it, but Ian has fact-checked me out of it, so... <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wait no! a minute. In a crazy loop, this is the school that Karen Pence teaches at. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I wanted to link it into, um, you know, I, I don't know what to call it, but memorable indoctrination, having impactful things that, that they do to these kids so that it, in, you know, it fully indoctrinates them into the religion. Uh, you know, going to um, protest rallies in Washington, it was good. It, these kids, it's definitely going to be a memorable event. And in doing a little bit of research, I found my favorite one was actually in Pennsylvania, in East Shore, which I'm not sure where that is. Pennsylvania somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, finally, the, the church. So what they happened, what happened was a youth pastor was doing Bible study oh, right. and um, he decided that it would be a good idea to 
demonstrate to the kids what it would be like for missionaries in other countries and how they might get, you know, terrorist raided. So he terrorist raided the Bible study, put hoods over the kids' heads, zip-tied their hands behind them, drug them across the parking lot to a basement and interrogated them. And the one kid was did not know what was going on. Some of the other ones are like, oh, yeah, Bob, he just does this every once in a while. <laughs> crazy Bob. The one, crazy Bob. The other, the other kid was terrified, didn't know what the hell was going on. When she got home, um, her parents called the police and they arrested the guy for terroristic threats and all kinds of nonsense. But somebody at this church decided, and they'd been doing this on and off for quite some time, decided that it would be a good idea to do this because it is memorable to the kids and indoctrinates them. And I don't know, it's just another example of the crazy shit that people do to convince their children that this is the path you need to follow. And just to be clear, the church is the glad tidings assembly of God. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Glad tidings assembly <laughs> of God. Yeah. How ironic. And unfortunately, yeah. And unfortunately, the all that came out of it was a $10,000 fine. Nobody went to jail. Nobody did. Oh, and he did some community service for staging a fake terrorist raid during the youth group program. <laughs> White people so, be crazy. Right. So to follow up, I, I don't I didn't mean to ever doubt that that happened. No, I just don't I think that 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 it I don't think that it only happens on that side of things. Agreed. Uh, at least again, especially in my own personal experience. My dad used to drag me to liberal hippie nonsense all the time when I was a kid. <laughs> all the time. I I he when we first moved to the to the state college area, uh, one of my earlier memories was he pulled me out of the school in the middle of the day to take me downtown to participate in a uh, public reading of the Satanic Verses. And I was like, what? Dude, that is so cool. I knew I loved your dad. <laughs> no, not cool, dude. Why is that not cool? I didn't know what was going on. I just knew I was getting out of school. <laughs> well, I mean, that was score number one. <laughs> right. But, uh. You know, whatever he is into at the time, he, you know, he wanted to, to make sure he exposed me to it back when he was uh, at a, you know, when he was a, a steel worker at a steel fabrication plant. Any time any union in Western Pennsylvania was on strike, I was in the line with them. <laughs> I have been to so many union pickets. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you know, and it's I mean, like, and so here your dad does all this stuff and you come out being very, very liberal. Yes. Right. And I would say you and I are pretty much on the same scale in our liberalism. Some of one of us might be more liberal than the other in certain areas and reverse in other areas. But it's not that hard to get your kids to be decent, good people, because my parents never took me to any kind of rally or anything like that or any strike or never, never, ever spoke politics in the house. Really, I couldn't have told you as a kid where, where my where my mother's political leanings lied. But you know what she did do? She was just nice to everybody that was around her. <laughs> yeah. And I yeah. saw that, and then I became nice to everybody. <laughs> Setting the good example. Yeah, yeah, so it's not even that hard. Mm. So if you weren't if you if you're not on uh on the Discord, Jeff is talking about uh, how Ian's dad rocks as well because <laughs> he reached out to him <laughs> after uh, uh Jeff's article in the uh Free Thought Press and told me that his son was on an atheist podcast and Jeff got to tell him that he was an avid listener. <laughs> Oh, so completely yeah. unknown that Jeff listened to this podcast. Ian's dad right, reached no, out. Yeah, to the him. reaching out was completely independent. Yeah. Wow. He, did, he, my dad, later told me about that when I took my son for a visit. He was like, "I read this article in the press, and he has this license plate, and he had to sue." And I was like, "Jeff, yeah." <laughs> 
We had drinks the other time when I was in Pittsburgh. He's a great guy. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, what's happening? I was like, I don't know. Mind your business. Now, refresh my memory, Ian. When you were doing the radio show with me. Oh, no. Your yes. father used to call in and, like, make fun of you, right? And do characters and, and do yes. shit. Okay, yeah. yeah. That's what I knew he yeah. was the great one in my book. Yeah. He was going through some stuff then, but yeah. <laughs> he wanted his to be mid- on the show, right? His midlife crisis manifested in a really, really specific and odd way. But, yeah, he did. he did think – not think, but he did – start acting in the character of Dr. Evil for like a full year of his life. and We laugh, but was... Ian's not joking. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, I guess I can look back and pretend like it was funny. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not his son, it's super funny. Like, it's amazing if you're not me. <laughs> yeah, because I do kind of remember like somebody calling and it being really odd and all of us looking around like, what? That was odd. And then Ian with a look on his face like, that's my father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would call in and do, you know, air quotes again that you can't see characters. <laughs> but he was he was like that Saturday Night Live sketch with with Man in the Box. <laughs> Those were his characters. I think it's safe to say that your 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 father is a bit of a character and an entertaining one at times. <laughs> that is accurate. <laughs> hey Ian, you could be stuck with a dad who doesn't call you on your birthday. Yeah, no, I, 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 I don't doubt that it could be significantly worse in many ways. I, I can't imagine that your your life was easy as a child because having a character for a parent is it can't be easy. <laughs> <But>. <laughs> it was overall, I would say that it it was definitely positive. Oh yeah, yeah, but at, at, at times horrifying, but for the most part positive. <laughs> right, there was there's there's definitely some I can t- I can tell a heck of a story. <laughs> at a party, but uh, you know, I was never in any peril. He's no. overall a kind person. I I never, you know, went without food or shelter or education or care. Yeah. Does your dad listen to this show? I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if he understands how podcasts work or how to listen to them. Well, let him know. I'd like to put an application in to be adopted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll go to all the rallies with him. <laughs> Maybe you can help construct a better. A better lawn sign for his house. Mm. Have I never told you that? He has a, he took a giant sheet of cardboard and in in big black Sharpie letters on his front lawn is a sign that says impeach comrade Trump. (laughs) Like it's the most like ghetto handmade sad sign, but it's enormous and he loves it. (laughs) I'm sure all the neighbors do as well. Oh Mm. my goodness. I can't, again, I can't tell you, I'm stunned at how infrequently the house is vandalized. (laughs) Like, never to my knowledge, so. (laughs) All right, I am going to uh, move on because we got a few few more things to hit. Um, First, I want to mention, and this is moving on to Trump stuff, but I wanted to mention Michael Steele. If you remember Michael Steele, he was uh, made fun of on The Daily Show with a Muppet a blue Muppet that would, <laughs> they, they referred oh, to him as Michael with, Steele and they brought him out and they interviewed him he, as Michael Steele. Was he briefly a, the, the head of the RNC? He was, yes. yes. Yeah, I remember him well. Yes. So he was on a talk show and was talking about Trump and the Republicans defending Trump's Russian agenda, specifically pulling the uh, sanctions on the Russian oligarch 
this last week, uh, Oleg Durpaska. Sounds right. And what Michael Steele said, I love this. The guy asks him, well, so, you know, does this have anything to do with collusion? And Michael's <laughs> response was, it's all collusion. What are you talking about? The fact that <laughs> the the Republican Party is now, you know, circling the wagons around Trump and defending him in lifting the sanctions on his Russian buddy, that's all collusion. That's not just Trump collusion. That's the Republicans are colluding now as well. Whether they're doing it directly to Deripaska's benefit or just to cover President Trump, either way, it's still collusion. Yeah, he says it's it's all collusion in my estimation. If you're whether you're doing it all laid out, uh, whether you're going to slow roll legislatively, whether you're now a part of this narrative as much as anybody else, as far as I'm concerned, particularly when they have evidence, they have more information than you do sitting here, and you've got a lot. He told the reporter. Mm, sure. So, <laughs> I, I, to me, that's a that's huge. The a former RNC chairman. Saying, German. yeah, yeah, the Republican Party is in cahoots now as well. But Michael Steele's been talking shit about them for a while now. I listen, years, to, yeah. I, I listen to his show sometimes on uh, Sirius. I mean, I never really liked Michael Steele, but I have to say that I think he's, for the most part, generally honest about this sort of thing. Yeah. He's a Republican classic. Yes. Yes. Um, but then it was then last year, remember the one guy at the CPAC was like, you know, we had Michael Steele, and he was black, and we made a mistake there. And like, it was something really weird like that. And then the guy was like, well, it had nothing to do with his race. And Michael Steele's like, you just specifically pointed out that I was black, though, in that statement. Right. Why bring it up if it's not yeah. part of the equation? He's, yeah. he's kind of like in that Joe Scarborough type thing. He's like, look, man, you know, I don't know if I'm really in the Republican Party anymore. You know, it's not the Republican Party I know, so I guess I'm not in it type But deal. I want it to return to the way that it was. Right. Yeah. But he's right. Right. <laughs> exactly. I just, I, yeah. I like hearing and seeing, like you said, the the old school Republicans actually saying something against Trump. I don't understand. You know, I used to be in the same camp as you, hmm. thinking that might move some people. But again, most, I, I have to assume that most of the people, and I'm talking about the public who voted for Trump, not the, the sycophants and, and people in Congress who support him, were not classic republicans prior to trump no they, they're they, a tea party right so they could give a fuck about what michael Steele says or mitt romney says or anybody of these people come out and be like i don't like that guy anyway you know because they voted for obama <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know so like i mean it's good but i'm like where is this gonna get us like you can't move these people so thanks michael Steele. You know, <laughs> well, I think, it, I think it, it helps move some of the centrist Republicans. I, is it going to help in Congress? Yeah. Who knows? Probably. Don't. Well, so 11 Republicans split with the White House on the Russian sanctions. So 11 Republicans said, no, we're not going to lift sanctions on the Russians. So, yeah, it's not a they're not voting as a block anymore. Minus, you know, the two women. They were always the the. Voice of reason, the fake dissenters, and the sometimes voice of reason. Yeah. So there's a there's eleven that went. No, it's a, a bridge too far. That's hopeful slightly. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> it's not Jared. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> this is like this is like when people don't get excited. <laughs> this is like when people get excited that that Lindsey Graham said something oh. against the president. I'm like, <laughs> Lindsey Graham. Wait till tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> So I read an article that actually – that there is 
They, they have blackmail footage on Lindsey Graham. That's why he has completely turned around. Well, and he's always back and forth and back and forth, but he is now firmly in the Trump camp. Every once in a while, he'll have a little inkling of humanity and it'll be quickly drowned out again. What blackmail evidence could there possibly be? I mean, we already know he's, he's gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> the theory is, is that it's with young gay boys, not adults. <sighs> so. Like underage? Yes. Oh, that's illegal. That's yeah. not good. Oh, come I, on. I'm not. Yeah. That's unlikely. I, that's what I read on the internet. That's all I got. Oh. <laughs> oh well, there you well go. then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be hesitant to mm. accept that that is. I think it's just far more obvious that he is just a a fickle, two-faced flick. Yeah. <laughs> well, he <laughs> wants a best just... friend really badly. And right. McCain, he, McCain isn't there for him anymore. Yeah. Mm. It's the worst kind of politician ever. Yeah. <laughs> so move. Well, no. Moving. Uh, there are worse, but moving <laughs> King, on to. King, for uh, I want to move on to Giuliani before we run out of time, because <laughs> Giuliani had a big week again. Uh, Can I give my hot take on Giuliani before you get into all the sure. stuff that did? I have a sneaking suspicion that Rudy might be on our side, <laughs> because that could only explain all the shit that he does. <laughs> That's my hot take. Are you thinking that <laughs> that he he was uh, attorney general for the state of New York and the mayor of New York uh, City, and he so he's smarter than he seems to be now? Is currently is, giving is that off? the argument? Yeah. I mean, granted, if he's on our side, he'd been playing the long game, <laughs> right? Mm. Way long. Well, when he was mayor of New York, I mean, he, he wasn't great, but he wasn't like batshit crazy. Right. And, and only when he started stumping for Trump did it seem like he was crazy. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> mm. don't pin me down on this shit. I'm not sure. But either that or he's got dementia. Mm. But explain to explain why he might have de- dementia. Right? <laughs> so on Wednesday last week, he was on uh, Chris Cuomo's show and was being talked to about the, the president and just flat out. Giuliani said, well, listen, I never said that there was no collusion between the campaign and Russia. I just said that there was no collusion between Trump and Russia. <laughs> and Cuomo's, <laughs> Cuomo's face when he, said, when he did a what, what, what? <laughs> yes. was it was amazing. classic. <laughs> <laughs> that really was glorious. <laughs> but then he went out and, you know, he to smooth it down after saying that, like, you know, television – he went out and said, I don't even know if it's a crime colluding with Russians. I mean, you start analyzing the crime. The hacking is the crime. The president didn't hack. <laughs> well, the I, I mean, and credit to Chris Cuomo, because immediately after he said that, Chris Cuomo was like, you've said that multiple times. Yeah, he has yeah. said that multiple times. <laughs> Cue the video where they show Giuliani and Trump <laughs> saying it multiple times. So, so by this alleged lawyer's logic is that. Anybody who is currently in prison for hiring a hitman to kill their spouse or someone else Innocent. should be set free. <laughs> Innocent. As long as you direct someone else to commit the crime, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've been on the that collusion tip, that collusion is not a crime tip for a while now. The big revelation was that he was like, they know Manafort's going down, Flynn's going down, Gates is going down. And he's trying to, as they say, move the goalpost yeah. away from Trump. Sure. But he's such a, I mean, he is aware of videotape, right? (laughs) 
Oh, I don't, so Ray, do you have today's revelation? I don't know if it was yesterday or today's revelation. Oh, from, today's uh, is great. Gleach, I don't know. Honey. Was it the gravestone thing? No. All right, well, let me let me so, tell you about the gravestone thing real quick. Okay. Because today, I think it was just today, Giuliani said that he was afraid that his gravestone it will say he lied for Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Again, how I don't understand what's going through his head. I don't understand. How you can be talking to a reporter and say, you know, I'm really worried that my, you know, my gravestone, it's going to say that I lied for Trump. I don't want that to be to be what's on my gravestone. Right. Not that it's not true. That be... he, he did, actually. <laughs> Wait, I don't want that to be my legacy. And why not phrase it like that? Like, why would you make it seem like the public has some sort of influence on what gets carved into your gravestone? <laughs> I wanted it to say America's mayor, but it says I lied for Trump. Why? <laughs> he also went on to what say. What an odd thing to say. He, he said, uh, yeah. somehow I don't think that it will be, but if it is, so what do I care? I'll be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how all these people justify their actions in regards to Trump. Yeah, yeah fuck the environment. I'll be dead by the time this is a problem. <laughs> Those kids will just handle it themselves. No big deal. Doesn't affect me. I didn't hear the gravestone thing. When was that? Uh, that was just recently, either yesterday or, or this morning. He said that. Oh, because the one I heard today was was just just as mind boggling. Who, who has well, the? Yeah, ca- ca- all right, so the, the one I heard today was that he was talking to a reporter and he said uh, they were talking about um, the the Trump Tower meeting with the Russians. And, and Giuliani said, "I've seen the tape, I've seen the text, and I've seen the email." And the reporter went came back and said, "Oh wait, there's tapes." And he went, um, well, I shouldn't have said tapes. I've seen the text and I've seen the email. <laughs> yeah, did he, I think he said, I've listened to all the tapes or I've watched all the tapes or something yeah. like that. And they were like, yeah. tapes? What tapes? There's tapes. And then he tried to walk it all back. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, this guy's on our side. He's got to be. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ray, can you get Giuliani on the show? <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I know. He'll go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. He didn't say there aren't any tapes. He said, oh, I shouldn't have said tapes. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you were right. <laughs> right, you shouldn't you should have, not. but you did. Tell us more. Yeah. <laughs> seen the emails and I've seen the, the text messages. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is amazing. I mean, like you said, he's either got dementia or he's just completely against Trump and is trying to do him in from the inside. <laughs> Or he is just dribbling out the corruption a little bit at a time. If you if all that corruption hits you in the head all at once, it would annihilate everybody. But if you dribble it out a little at a time, it's just like, oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. Oh, there's another one. The, <laughs> you, it's the boiling the frog slowly versus dunking it, dunking it in a, in a yeah, pot but of boiling water. <laughs> but he must know that that's not working because we're keeping track of everything. <laughs> Every time he goes out and does an interview – it gives Mueller another thing to look into. True, but the base... Fuck the base! The ba- <laughs> Who cares about the base? Well, there's a whole swath of this country that doesn't really watch the news other than Fox News. And for all of them, they don't see any of this. None of this breaks through that shell. So you're drooling it out a little bit at a time. You don't lose those people, the 30% of this country that still support him. If it all come out at once, you might lose that 30%. Eh, they'll blame it on the deep state or what, you know, mm. I mean, like, there's always a fucking excuse and always a reason, you know, that's why when people yeah. are like, well, you know, maybe we should, you know, you're going to lose some of those guys, Democrats, they're not going to vote for you. They're not going to vote for you anyway. Mm. Yeah. You know, so say whatever the fuck you want. 
You you want to disinvite Trump from the uh, the State of the Union? Do it. Fucking cares. Most of the country's with you. Mm. So possible other hot take? Mm-hmm. Or was that the same one? Nope. This is different hot take from oh. Jared's hot take. Giuliani Christie 2020? <laughs> <laughs> Christie's been laying low, it seems like. <laughs> it popped up a little bit recently because he's uh, just published a book. I, I I can't figure Rudy Giuliani out, man. <laughs> he, I mean, I know he ran for president and didn't, he, he didn't do so well. <laughs> But mm-hmm. he had a special place in people's hearts as New York's mayor and the mayor during 9-11, mm-hmm. you know, and like that's a pretty good legacy to, to leave on. And you could have gone around to all the news shows and got paid to be a talking head and all the shit like that. Like, I mean, and I understand power, you know, you want more power to, and he went around with Trump hoping he'd probably get attorney general, but then he didn't. And now he's hired as the lawyer. Like, I just don't. What's his angle? Attention? He knows Trump's lying. <laughs> he knows yeah. he's full of shit. I, I got to think it's just attention. It's just he wants to be in the limelight. He could have been, if not for Trump, just like you said, as a talking head. But this he's got way more attention with this. Mm. <laughs> like Jeff said, crazy distraction. <laughs> but what is he distracting us from? He, right. seems, he seems to be opening more doors for us. Well, the fact that he's still doing it, you know, six months later, he's still screwing it up in the same way. You got to think that it's purposeful and that everybody agrees with what he's doing. Which is even weirder. Or – that him and Trump just never talk to each other, mm. because you, you or Trump's not paying or Trump's not paying attention or doesn't care what he does. Maybe he would think though, because he keeps dropping little bombs everywhere. I don't know. Yeah, this guy should have been fired. I mean, seriously, if you had him as your attorney <laughs> and he was doing this, he'd have been yeah. fired fifty times by now. Yeah, oh, never sure. hired, but should absolutely right. be fired by now. Because it doesn't need a crazy distraction right now. That's what the Covington kids are for. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying but, to trot these kids out like they're. Fucking the conservative Parkland kids. On the same t- or on the same note, though, Trump can't, from what I understand, get himself a decent lawyer now. Oh, I, that oh, no high-powered sure. lawyer will lawyer will take his case. So maybe he's just like, look, I'm, Giuliani's the best I can get. You know, what do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> I fire him. Else. <laughs> True. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, he has real trouble finding people. I think at this point. So, well, who's like, going to defend him? He's clearly guilty of yeah. multiple things. Yeah. But, and, and you know, and Giuliani's talking about his gravestone. I'm like, dude, you shit all over your legacy. Mm. You did. You had it. You could have done, wrote a book, fucking hosted a show, could have done a million things. But now you shit on your legacy. No one's going to remember this. You're just going to remember you running around spouting bullshit and lying constantly mm. and hitching your horse to the fucking worst president. Mm. I'm sorry, hitching your wagon to the mm. worst president ever. You, Never. Paul, there ain't no going to be no I statues mean, for Paul Ryan and Lindsey Graham and Mitch McConnell. You all are going to go down in history as assholes. Yeah. And I'm talking to them directly because I know they listen <laughs> to this show. <laughs> Maybe Paul Ryan. He's got a little time on his hands nowadays. <laughs> no, he's going he's gonna to come out 2020. clean. No, he's just going to come out clean. He oh. got out of the way in time. People mm. will have forgotten his name by 2020. And so he can reemerge when he is an elder statesman here in, you know, <laughs> 2024, 2028, whatever, whatever he needs. When he's and been still have plenty time. of time. He's, he's a relatively young man. Am I correct? Yeah, you're correct. Okay. He's in his 40s, I think. Yeah. yeah and he Mitch McConnell take- is at the end of his run, so he doesn't give a shit. He's, he's, yeah. he's, his seat of power is unshakable at this point. Mm. And he clearly doesn't give a shit. Right. He says, cash it in like the crazy. The talk about yeah. uh, the, the Trump base. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff says Paul Rand is 48. 
Yep. Oh, he's a little yeah. kid. So, uh, talk- oh my God! So when he ran with Mitt Romney, he was my age. Now, God, he was younger. He's probably forty-two. That's Ryan and not- Romney ran together. Yeah, Ryan was his uh, vice president. Hmm. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even Ryan. know he had a vice president picked out. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So you were talking about uh, the Trump base and how they can't be swayed. However, uh, Mm. there's an article in the Religion News Service talking about a few polls. Beginning in December, there was a Marist poll that is a poll of evangelical Christians. In December, they found 73% of white evangelicals approving of the job that Trump was doing. 17% disapproved. Six Mm. weeks later... The poll numbers were 66% approved, 23% disapproved. So it's a six to seven point difference in approving dropped and uh, disapproving gain. By comparison, a national sample, 49% disapproval versus 42% approval has shifted to 53% disapproval, 39% approval. And a lot of that having to do with the shutdown, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of a guess. But yeah, I think it absolutely has shifted since then. But most notably, 58% of white evangelicals say that they would definitely vote for Trump in 2020. Two years Mm -hmm. ago during the election, 80% voted for him in 2016. So that 80% is down to 58%. That's a huge difference. I mean, you just stick a Romney up there and they'll be like, yeah, Romney better. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. Hmm. And I think the, the thing that they're – I was reading an article earlier about the thing that he's losing people on is in personal pocket. They are losing out because of um, trade war. That's hurting a lot of people. Yeah. Especially the heartland, you know, the farmers and they, stuff. They're having to bail out soybean farmers like crazy. Yep. And they're not happy about this. Yeah. And they know it's pointless. No. Well, who's they? What do you mean they? The the farmers know that the the tariffs and what he's doing is not to their benefit, which is what he promised that he would always benefit them. Sure. Yeah. If I've learned anything from being friends with Ian, is don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> While that may be true, I think there. I think that some of the base is shakeable. There's a solid, you know, thirty percent that is not, but. Mm. I've started taking 30-day snoozes on people who constantly post Trump shit mm. on my Facebook. So I'm more in the camp of believing you, but I'm also like, wait, I've hid these people. <laughs> mm. And what a joyous 30 days it's been. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break from the crazies. Well, it's 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 the, the here's the thing. And I brought this up in my therapy that I cannot – like when I have a friend and they have a strange quirk – I cannot let this quirk go till I get to the bottom of it onto why they do it. Hmm. And it's a failing of mine because I won't let it go. <laughs> so, for instance, like uh, my friend Adam, that most of you know, when he parks his car at a restaurant or movie theater, always parks the car the farthest away from the fucking entrance. Yep. And I asked him why he does that. And he's like, I don't know. I just do it. And no, I can't get it. That's not true. Huh? <laughs> That that can't be true. <laughs> I'm I, with you on this one. That's suspicious. I can't get an answer that is satisfying to me. 
I mean, he's if like, you could say I like every. I, I like to do little things every day to exercise a little bit more. If that's that was the answer, answer, if that was the answer, I would have never bothered him again about it. Right. But yeah. I never got that answer. I got. I don't know. That's just where I park. Or sometimes it's like I just pull into the first place I see, and then I would sit in the parking lot before he got there and count how many spaces he passed before he got to the end, and then call him on it. <laughs> so I won't let this go. Now, right. and how this regards to the Facebook thing is because when I see what these people post. Mm. I, I, it's not that I'm mad that that they believe that. I'm just why? like, why do they believe that? What what the fuck is you know? It's like <laughs> having that off my shoulders is great. <laughs> hmm. I'm very curious why yeah I why you would do that. <laughs> now I, the reason that I'm I'm bringing that up again is the parking at the far end of the the parking lot. My brother did that all the time, but it was uh, because he didn't want to get the car dinged or anything, so he would park sure. away from again. People. If that was the answer, right. would have been answer. He also drove like the crappiest car in town, so it didn't really make sense. Make sense. <laughs> Maybe he didn't want to tell you that he was, you know, doing micro exercising all the time. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of answers I would accept. Sure, <laughs> an answer would be good. Yeah. Mm. Well, I get the answer. Well, I don't know. That's what I do, or I pull into the first place I see. <laughs> check him for, for a fit. Check him The kid's in shape, so it's not that. Well, that's how you stay in shape, is you do things like that. No, he stays in shape because he does construction for work. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. So before we run out of time, there were a few a few state news I wanted to hit. Mississippi has a law mm. that it has been proposed to mandate Ten Commandments and pledges to state and the U.S., in schools. So in school, the House Bill 427 in Mississippi, it would amend the Constitution to make it mandatory to display Ten Commandments. Um, it would require teachers to have the Pledge of Allegiance uh, recited within the first hour of the school day. However, there would be, uh, there is an option in it that any student could bow out. They could either leave or leave the room or just not participate in the pledge. So that makes it okay, right? No, to not be included, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, every high school student likes to feel isolated. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a second bill that would impose a $1,500 fine to schools for instances where they would not require the teachers to, uh, to have the Pledge of Allegiance within the first hour. And it specifies that that fine be paid out of the school budget and not from any state or federal funds. Hmm. What a It's the logical next step to having the, you know, in God we trust in the classroom. Well, then the logical next step is Ten Commandments. Right. Exactly. Next, we'll have Bible class. And this is, you know, this is, we've said it before, it's a, a, a God we trust is just a foot in the door. This is not the, this is not the end goal. This is just the beginning. Right. And the second bill also would make it mandatory for teachers to teach not only the Pledge of Allegiance, but the Pledge to the State of Mississippi. And if you're not familiar with that, it has it in this article. Mm. It says, I salute the flag of Mississippi and the sovereign state for which it stands with pride in her history and achievements and with confidence in her future under the guidance of Almighty God. Wow. Isn't Mississippi the poorest state in our country? I believe so, yes. And I mm. like the I salute the flag of Mississippi and the sovereign state for which, you know, Mississippi is one of the states that actually has the Confederate flag built in. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Well, I guess <laughs> when your state sucks like that. Yeah, when you're poor and dumb, yeah. you need something to cling to. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that state's moving up. It's not yeah. going to pass Ohio, but <laughs> it's on the list. You're on my list, Mississippi. 
<laughs> so uh, I I had to bring that up, I, and I labeled it on the thing as all blitzy. I mean, it's definitely part <clears throat> of the blitz movement. This story I just found interesting. There's a woman in Florida who worked for a uh, hotel, and she sued because she was fired. And she says she was fired because she refused to work on Sundays. Now, when she got hired, she said that she would have to have Sundays off and they worked out a thing so that she was not scheduled on Sundays between 2009 and March of 2015. However, in, uh, in 2015, she was required to work on Sundays and she started uh, swapping shifts uh, with other coworkers to, to get Sunday off. And um, in, in March of 2016, she was fired supposedly for misconduct, negligence and unexcused absence. So she got a lawyer and decided to sue, and they, the jury, awarded her $21.5 million. What? Finding that her employer (laughs) violated her religious rights repeatedly by scheduling her to work on Sundays. Wow. What? Yeah. (laughs) Now, there is a limit on the federal, the the federal, what what is it, the federal damage awards? So... It's capped at $300,000, which is still (laughs) just as be right back, going to become a Christian again. (laughs) Yeah, apparently the key is $21 million. Uh, And the jury decided this? So they apparently asked for $50 million, knowing, the lawyer says, knowing that they were capped at $300,000, he asked for $50 million. And he didn't do this for money, people. He did this to right the wrongs. Blah, blah, blah. Whoa. Man. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's Florida. Let's, let's remember that. Oh, okay. You've won me back. I missed the part where it was Florida. There are no rules in Florida. And At I least kn- no logical rules. And I know juries can kind of like make up their own number. Yeah. Mm. Boy, can they ever like um there've been some real shockers like when uh when that guy hurt Hulk Hogan's feelings and had to give him what was it 40 million dollars, 45 million dollars? Mm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, the dude who uh saw Aaron Andrews naked through her <laughs> hotel room door and mm. she got 100 million dollars. Jesus, these numbers, and they're not even accurate. I'm just making up outrageous numbers. Hulk's is close. Hulk, Hulk got somewhere in the yeah, but 40 didn't million Hulk range. Get, like a video published on Gawker about him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they they posted the video right of him nah. banging his his friend's wife. Yeah. Well, either way, so forty she's, million dollars. <laughs> whatever. I don't know, but twenty one million dollars for not million. being able to go to church. But she's not going to get that. She's only going to get three hundred thousand. But she could go to church. She couldn't have been an all-day shift every Sunday. There's no such thing. Well, there's oh. a, there's some see, there's some wacky shit in this though. I mean, like if she specifically said, "I can't work Sundays," and then they started <laughs> making her work Sundays, and then fired her because she's like, "Look, I can't come or whatever fucking reason." You know, I, I mean, I know it's not trouncing her religious liberties, but they're just like, "Look, we need you to work Sundays, and if you can't, you got to go." And I don't know what kind of firing laws they have in Pencil- in Miami, but if this was in Pennsylvania, this bitch wouldn't be getting dime one. <laughs> no. Right? Yeah, it's right to work. State. Yeah. Florida. But So weird. So, she, I mean, like, to have a little bit of a case to be like, hey, I was wrongfully fired, but the $21 well, million, yeah. like, well, even, well, like, 
Well, the jury found that she was, was due thirty five thousand dollars in back wages. Fine, good, settled. Fine. Five hundred thousand for emotional pain and mental anguish. And nope. I don't know where the rest of it came from. <laughs> nope, absolutely not. No, that's p- preposterous. Clearly, I'm absolutely preposterous. staggered. But uh, I did have our assistant producer look into my outrageous claims, and mine were outrageously low. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk, don't call me Terry Balea Hogan. <laughs> Got a hundred and fifteen million dollars. Yeah, I thought it was something higher than that when you when wow. you said From Gawker. that. And Aaron Andrews got fifty five million, wow. I think, out of the hotel for not protecting her from that guy looking through her peephole. Wow, with a camera and then posting it on the internet. Yeah, and then posting it on the internet. Crazy talk. I mean, maybe maybe <laughs> there's more to this case we just don't know about. Huh. I don't know. That's the NBC News article, and that's pretty much all information. Um, they The hotel is filing for an appeal. Uh, they said that they made multiple concessions to accommodate her religious commitments. Um, so they intend to appeal and demonstrate that the hotel remains a welcoming place for guests and, and employees. And mm. I just don't get it. Like, if you're going to work at a hotel, the hotel has to be open on Sunday. Like, right. somebody has to work. Okay, but she can't be the only dishwasher in the whole fucking place. No, but and I, I usually you have to do your share of weekend work in places like that. Oh, in places in service jobs. Yeah, but you she worked there the for, from two thousand and nine to fifteen. Yeah, that's six years, and then all of us. I don't know. It just seems. I mean, listen, I'm not on anybody's side on this one. The hotel, the hotel. You're an asshole. She, you know, she specifically said this in the beginning. You let her do it for six years, and all of a sudden, you can't find another dishwasher to work on Sundays. Yeah, like I can understand if they're like, look whatever her name is, could you just do it like one or two days till we hire somebody to do it? Like, why did it have to be her? Yeah, I don't know. So, and that part, but suing them for what she sued them for, now she's a bitch too. She should have <laughs> got the 35000 I'll even allow the 500000 for emotional pain. <laughs> Judge Jared will allow it. I made a ruling. No $21 million for you. All right. We're going long. Uh, the last thing I wanted to mention, and this is in California, this is an example of the left going too far. Uh, California, uh, the state Senate and Senate Judiciary Committees, uh, they announced gender-neutral pronouns only will be permitted during committee hearings. So you can't say oh. he, him, her, hers. Uh, you can what? only use they and them. Wow. This is just an example of, of people on the left going too far. Look, if, if you want to, to use gender non-specific pronouns for for people who uh you know feel more comfortable with their use fine but to put it as a mandate that you just can't say he or him and then she blew it in her announcement she huh? was talking about a, a woman and uh said something in you know in remembrance of her or something and she immediately corrected herself and and said oh well who who they are <laughs> So she couldn't even make it through the end of her speech without violating the rule that she was trying to to put in place. That is unbelievable. Yeah. What? (laughs) And, I mean, it's just a thing that keeps the the argument for the right going. Like, yeah, this is is going a little too far. Yeah, Tucker Carlson's going to have a whole segment on this now, a whole hour. Yeah. (laughs) Keep feeding that fire. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, again, like, why does it have to be that? What if there are people in there like, yeah, you can call me he because I identify as a male. So knock yourself out. And if it's a woman who identifies as a male, because she'd be like, could you please refer to me as he? And then it's done. 
Well, I mean, I mean, in my opinion, as far as it should go is you should not you should not call somebody a her if they're transitioning to male. And I think correcting somebody when they insist on calling somebody her when they're transitioning to male that is over the line clearly. But to go this far and to ban he she pronouns, wow, you've you've no no you've gone too far. <laughs> In the other direction. So the quote was, she said, my grammar teacher uh, would be rolling over in her grave if she knew that we were doing this. But uh, the world is a different place. My grammar teacher is long gone and we won't be hearing from her. From them. From they. (laughs) Yeah. Is dumb bitch allowed? Can we say that? (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go with no. That's a, that's right out. And maybe maybe a little slack for us normies. Uh, who are not used to this shit. Sustained. Yes. Who, or let's say us Gen Xers, who probably are on that line that will be like, yes, we will respect it. Yes, I will call you her a million yeah. times by accident. You know? I, like, I, will, I, do, I will do my best, though. Right. Like, <laughs> I ha- there's this guy, girl, I don't even know what the- Miss <laughs> Bridget, we call her, who is male, but cross-dresses as a woman in town- High heels, skirts, the nails, does the whole thing, but acts overtly male all the time. Hey, I went hunting the other day and I went fishing, you know, and this and that, but dressed like that. Right. It is very confusing sometimes when you're referring to her to somebody else and you make, you know, you make mistakes. And I've had people correct me and get mad when I've referred to Miss Bridget as a he. So, well, it depends. I mean, it's there's a difference between transgendered. And trans- well, it doesn't matter. He wants, to, she wants to be called that. She wants so, to be called she. Yep. Oh, th- do that as best you can. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, yeah. cut me some slack if I fuck up. Right. Especially yeah. since she acts very much like a transvestite and not transgendered. Mm. Oh my god! And you want to hear the kicker? Mm? She, I keep using air quotes again, which I guess is wrong too. Drives <laughs> around in a pickup truck with Trump stickers and Confederate flags all over it. Ow, my brain hurts. <laughs> Your brain should hurt. <laughs> it is the most confusing shit I've ever seen. Uh, all right. With that, uh, I'm going to do one final thing to wrap up. There was a p- another post on our Facebook page for it was there was a bumper sticker. The, the quote was that I saw a bumper sticker today that said, pray for Trump. Psalms 109 8. And the person in the thing has said that they went home and looked up the scripture, and that verse reads, let his days be few and brief, and let others step forward to replace him. <laughs> so if you see a pray for Trump, Psalms 109, that's what it's referring to. It's safe to high-five them. Yeah. <laughs> right. I do think at some point we should do take a, a brief look at the black Hebrew Israelites. We touched on it briefly in the uh, Christian Covington right, story. Yeah. But I want to hear what they're up to. <laughs> this is a this is an interesting little side group of Judaism that we should probably wander down at some point. Possibly, <laughs> but it looked very confusing, and I didn't really. I knew we had more <laughs> this week, so yeah. <laughs> all right, I think that's all we've got for this week. I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast and for joining us tonight. Dustin was in and out. That was awesome that he was here part of the time. Uh, and uh, thanks to at Pit Atheist for for joining us and and 
<laughs> playing the role of uh, top Googler for us. Uh, if you enjoy this <laughs> podcast, you can support it too by going to profaneargument.com and click become a patron. Or you could share the podcast on social media or leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud or wherever you happen to listen. Also, uh, please check out other shows on our podcasting network, Soon To Be Named Network, which you can find at soontobenamednetwork.com. Uh, a whole bunch of different shows, different varieties to fill your podcasting needs. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.